0: Hi guys, it's All Things Spirituality with Carol and Trisha. And today we're gonna talk about our relationship with grief and how grief is pretty much everywhere. And I mean everywhere, like as far as, you know, jobs, people, places, things. And um, before we got on the podcast, Trisha even reminded me of animals. So (laughs) yeah, and you guys right now we're experiencing some energetic energy. Um, We just had our full moon in eclipse with Taurus and then today is eleven eleven portal and yeah miss Trisha, what do you have to say about this energy well
1: it's been wild because you know the full moon we entered an eclipse season and I believe it's until January of some time we have this eclipse energy and eclipse is all about shedding and new beginnings and literally I look at it like cutting a paper in half like just clipping away anything that's not serving us and so the collective energy could come across as something that's grieving Um, grieving or like change Mm -hmm. and growth and um, and just like new opportunities and what I'm experiencing is like there's a lot of a lot of the communication right now is very direct and clear and so it's not like it's one of those things where like people are really showing their true colors (laughs) Mm -hmm. is what i'm experiencing and um and when you are in relationships with like let's say clients or friends or family or even like let's say it like 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 it doesn't even have to be somebody you know but maybe somebody you're following and you have this perspective of this person and then we call it show their true colors and we're like oh okay (laughs) you know that that that's what you're that's that's a piece of you and it like shows a different side of what you thought it was I for me that can even cause a little bit of a grieving period in far as far as like oh I wasn't aware
0: yeah. you know yeah there is a big thing about ob- observing right now so it does kind of make sense of what you're saying as far as like communication with other people or seeing things that maybe you're now seeing of others or i think maybe when we start doing the inner work it's like oh i'm also seeing myself in a clear way of where i was in a particular situation you know just radically taking responsibility of like well this is what i did and now i want to approach it differently and sometimes when you approach things differently it doesn't really get reciprocated back the way Mm -hmm. that in the past so it's like, again, your past identity with others, it's also kind of like a grief on their end, but maybe they're not seeing it the way you see it, but the way that, again, how they're interacting. It's that energy, energy exchange that becomes a little bit unclear, but also clear at the same time, if that even makes sense, because you're just like, okay, this experience for me is just, it's changing, right? We're evolving, we're shifting, we're were, um, growing and evolving. And so, yeah, I don't know, like, for example, I'm going to be open and honest with you guys. Like, so right now we're at the Santan mall in Arizona and I used to work here at a place called beauty brands. And I didn't even realize as far as my grief that I didn't allow myself to hold space for for myself as part of who that person was, because I jumped into uh, going into a solo entrepreneurship and I just worked work 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 which is part of my addiction you know to avoid but also provide for myself and um, so in 2020 when I came to the mall when we were you know, allowed to come out and play, <laughs> I was like avoiding parking by beauty brands. And I was like expressing in a potty, potty mouth way where I was like, "F that place. Like, ew, like I'm not going to park there. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, where's that coming from? <laughs> and that was my anger. And, you know, you know, my experience with anger is there's sadness. And so I, again, not allowing myself to to grieve of who that person was, but today I was like, you know what? I'm gonna park over there, and I walked by with smiles. I'm like, oh, those are my that's my old stomping ground. So it felt really good. But what about you? Like, what you know, grief in in, in this moment right now? Well,
1: I'm an empath, so I feel grief a lot, and it, grief can come like for me, like in a even like if I'm on a trajectory of doing something and it doesn't turn out the way I thought it would, I I grieve because it's what i'm grieving is my false perception of what things were supposed to be hmm. and um you know i've i've really this last year has been a lot of grief because i had surgery last september and it didn't go as well as it was and i lost a lot of time i lost a lot of time because of the physical pain i was in and in need of self-nourishing and recovery and so you know it it could it could show up in different ways I mean in twenty twenty we had a lot of loss outside of none of it was driven by covid death or anything like that, but there was other loss that we had in our family my father in law passed away my dog passed away, and so you know death it death can bring definitely bring about grief but i it's part of my daily life honestly because you know we wake up and we have these goals and these desires or whatnot and they don't always manifest the way that we think they should so a lot of my grief has to do with coming back into accepting what is and um realizing that realizing that life is still beautiful Mm -hmm. even if it doesn't work out the way you thought it would
0: yeah um so interesting when you're talking I'm like oh man it's also putting my ego in check and I'm always like stop like I already like again from my experience I don't think the ego is ever going to go away because there is a purpose and a place for it but there has been moments where I have realized that my ego was there like at an extreme and Mm -hmm. Um, grieving that part where I'm like, I don't want to run my life through that anymore Mm -hmm. um, has been also, you know, allowing myself to feel. And it's weird when you're allowing yourself to feel and grieve for yourself. You're like, but I'm here, (laughs) like in the physical. (laughs) Like sometimes my mind, like my logical part is like, this doesn't make sense. But my body and my heart is like, but it does. Because... It's like allowing my heart chakra to open up because I was closed with like it being like a Grinch, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's like, no, 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 we have to feel, we have to feel, we have to feel, and it can be scary, like stepping into shedding into a new version of you, but also being the same. It, It, I don't know. Again, it's so interesting. Like I've shared on my Instagram and I shared with Trisha before we got on here, it's, for me because i'm in recovery still for codependency and i'm no longer identifying myself as an alcoholic but the lens my lens as far as my version of me now it looks so different like i don't have the lens of alcoholism anymore and my lens is shedding for codependency and it's really scary on how to step into that but it feels so blissful it does feel like heaven is on earth but my ego self, who is like, this is scary. This is uncomfortable. But in reality, like stepping out of like the comfort zone is where we need to be. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: And I like to think of grief as it's love.
1: It's love for a concept or for a being or for an event or an experience. And you. we often experience it when we when we don't know where to place that love. You know, like when my, when my, when my pet passed away in 2020, I remember I was his caregiver for the last few months of his life because he had lymphoma. And I remember saying like how hard this was, how hard it is to be end of care for your pet and make sure you carry them to the end with dignity and I was telling myself through that process, I'm never doing this again. I'm never doing this again. I'm never doing this again. And then like three days after he passed away, one of my friends was talking about how the this shelter was doing a $50 dog adoption for the pit bulls. My dog, we, uh, we're a pitbull family, everyone. And so they're just very special breed of dogs to us, to me. And so I talked to my husband about it. And I'm like, I have all this love that I can't. I have nowhere to put it and so we went and got our we went and got another dog and you know and it was just like I still mourn the the passing of Duji but I have another place to put all that love that I had Mm -hmm. for him you know and so it's like if we can take that lesson into other areas of our life I think that's how people rebound I know Carol and I go to the same church and our pastor lost his twin brother and I don't know if you've experienced this Carol or not but I've been so inspired by how Palmer has carried himself after the passing of his twin brother and it was just like oh my gosh like he's he's just taken all that love he's had for his brother and put it pouring it into us and into the community and to serving and carrying on the um legacy of his brother and it's like that is leadership and that is healing Mm -hmm. you know and so what what he's done with grief has been very inspiring for me personally
0: oh yeah and I was just saying that about last Sunday service how he's continuing on his brother's legacy and I was like wow that is very inspiring very um like just eye-opening for me because when my mom passed away and I'm still working through this whole detachment is I'm going to be very open and honest like I'm carrying this story of how she was treated by her uh boyfriend and i am still seeing that lens and making it my story where i'm just like wow all men are jerks all men are this or all men are going to treat me like him but in reality i could probably definitely from just like experiencing palmer is like okay well what can i do with this energy instead of putting out anger because if i put out anger it's going to be received back to me is like what I put out will will be coming back in so I could definitely be like researching like breast cancer awareness organizations or maybe looking into um female shelters and helping with like domestic violence or any of that and just like pouring my love out to there which this is inspiring me as we talk mm-hmm. this is amazing mm-hmm. I'm like all these like ideas I love it um but yeah I feel like it's all about letting go right Mm -hmm. and grief for me it's letting go like let it go and it goes back to the comfort and for me going through my codependency program and learning so much that has been again eye-opening but it has been hurtful but it's truthful and sometimes the truth no the truth does hurt not sometimes and realizing that I'm in victim mindset and I am detaching that and it is scary because there's been so many stories up until my 35 years of my life where I'm like oh my gosh I have been in victim mindset I'm been that way and I'm creating that and I'm attracting that and it you guys like I said it is very Mm -hmm. hurtful because you're like the common denominator (laughs) is right here like you can't take it away from the equation but that's free will and yeah I guess I don't know treasure maybe you can relate to this again I'm an empath too but my free will and choice is out of love like I love so much and I want to pour so much of me into this world and because I know the pain and I know that experience that I just want to love but also it's like okay, we got to come back to center and where is that love really needing to be poured into me? And again, it's like, I go back into that where I'm like, I love, love, love. Like I see you, like I see the angelic part of people and it's <laughs> so hard. Cause I'm like, Oh, but yeah, I'm sure you have things to say about that too.
1: Yeah. It's like, like I said, like when we're grieving something, it's like we have this love that we once were pouring into someone or something or, doing something specific and then it's removed from our consciousness so like where do you put it mm. you know and i think like you know we are a species women we are creators like we I, we literally create life and we birth life into this planet and so if we could just be aware like okay yes we're in a state of grief just be aware to like not cut off that desire for creation that not that desire for love like I had a when I when I was a teenager and I lost my eye I decided that moment I wasn't going to allow that to withhold me back from living my full expression of my life and every day we have every day is a new day every day we have an opportunity to be in victim or be in victory Mm -hmm. and i can't yes we have to yes we have to process grief like that's super super important but if you could take it and, and be the observer of it usually you're able to recover a little bit quicker and move through it faster and that's why i was sharing earlier like with carol about this text group when i went through this surgical pain and grieving grieving process i started doing positive text messages to send to a group of women every day and um you know at that moment in time that's what was needed and that's what was helpful and that was what how was helping me heal and move through it so i kept moving forward even though i couldn't do as much as what i was supposed what i Thought I was supposed to be doing because when that happened, when my surgery didn't go as planned, time stopped for me, and it really held, forced me to self-reflect of like what what's most important, and help me really connect that little girl that lost her eye when she was thirteen, and realize I made that promise to myself then, and so how can I pull from that that inner being? How how can I ask for me? I a very my spiritual guide is, the Holy Spirit. How can I ask the Holy Spirit to ignite that fire back in me to continue on through a victory mindset? So, you know, it's important we feel our grief. It's important we feel all our feelings. But we also, free will allows us to have sovereignty over them and to consciously choose how we want to show up. I never wanted to be the type of person that got bitter, it's like, I don't want to get bitter. I want to get better. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going to be better every day, then that's going to take conscious time, conscious effort and maneuvering. Mm-hmm. And it's going to take time as far as allowing me to, allowing me to process my feelings. And for me, what I... I take that time in the morning with myself when I first wake up that's when I process my feelings I give myself about honestly like an hour and a half to two hours from the time I wake up to the time I get my day going because I allow myself though that season of grief allow myself to be angry whatever it is that needs to come out I allow it in that space and then if I need to take a time during the day and like take a pause too I'll, I'll give my time that space but it's not something that we often talk about, and like it's not something that I'm starting to see. Like, since since the good thing about the pandemic was it 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 has awoken some people, so these conversations are becoming more normal, and um, prioritizing self care is becoming a little bit more important to people, which I'm really grateful for. But but I see I see a disconnect in this in the culture where like you know, maybe it's a capitalistic society is like organizations are going to have to start adapting to allow people to have that time for themselves. Because if not, it's going to definitely uh, negatively. In fact, our production as a human species, especially with the times we're in and how the changes this planet's making, everything's moving so quickly. Like a lot of us are going to struggle to keep up if we don't take care of our mental health and our spiritual health.
0: Oh, yeah, totally. I feel that because it's it's for me again, I have been I have been running my life and I hate to admit this, but like a corporation. And I have been hustle and grind, hustle and grind. And there's nothing wrong with that. If that works for you guys, that's fine, but for me, it doesn't serve me anymore. It just doesn't because the way I was interacting with everyone was hustle and grind and that was not an expectation I wish I mean I could I wish I could take back but you know it is a lesson but um for me but like yeah I it doesn't work for me now I'm not saying you guys don't work that's not what we're saying (laughs) we're not saying like sit on your butt and like do a vision board like well one day I'll get a car. Well, you're not going to get a car if you're sitting on your butt. That's not what we're delivering. Right. You okay. definitely need goals and aspirations and you do need to put the action into it. But what we're saying is like don't kill yourself over it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's part of the chasing mentality. That's what I was doing. I was hustling and grinding. I was chasing and chasing and chasing money. And, but the thing is I was chasing money that also had a negative mindset. It was coming out of, uh, out of lack Mm -hmm. and it didn't matter how many times I would receive money or what have you, even like looking back at the time that I made the most money ever, I was still not happy. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, if again, organizations definitely need to do something because the morale, right? Like if I was running a company, this is just my perspective. I would want the people in the company to be happy because happiness is spread around and it's spread through your customers and it's spread through the organization itself. And if there's one bad seed, you guys like, we know how easy that is fed into the environment and Um, I know some organizations are getting better at that. And um, yeah, like I'm really looking forward to, I don't know. I'm really looking forward for 2023. And I know some of us are kind of like, (laughs) don't say that because like we were all about that in 2020. But I really, honestly, truly from my own heart feel that because there is a shift right now um, going up to the new year that I feel like a lot of us are just like awakening of, things again that no longer serve us we're grieving we're we're moving we're we're shifting and we're moving in a different way not hustle and grind we're just moving more in alignment of our soul's purpose yes
1: and like we looking like just looking back how far we've come I think it's easy to look at what's not working out but look how far we've come as a as a nation and as a society and like you know I understand sometimes it could be feel like we take two steps forward four steps back but overall when you look at the big picture there's been a lot of progress and a lot of growth for for the world and for humanity so you know I wanted to talk about though when people wait when people get into like recovery and they start they make a decision to like get help right for Mm -hmm. their mental health or for an addiction or anything like that they're in my experience, I was really afraid to take the action steps to do that because I knew deep down inside that there was going to be like a death and rebirth mm. of me, of who I saw how I saw myself. And and also fear because if I were if I were going to make a change, a big change. The biggest change for me was when I decided to stop drinking alcohol. That was really big for me because it was so normalized in my family. And for me, when I, when I wanted to do that, I knew I needed to be in community to get help because I was going to be the only person in my family that was making that change. And I know when I started re- my recovery program, the first year was like bliss, and, but I'm in going in year four, and year three has been really... Freaking hard for Mm -hmm. me because I'm finally like awakening to the fact that I've been the problem (laughs) the whole time. I
0: hate that. Yeah,
1: you know, and it's like, oh my gosh, like, and I've kind of honestly, like, when you get into programs, and if you're in like a twelve-step program or Celebrate Recovery or whatever recovery program you're doing, if you're if you're working the program, you're you're talking. You're talking to people and you're sharing, and finally you get to really hear yourself, Mm -hmm. and you're like, "Oh my gosh! Like, where am I blaming other people for the results that I'm experiencing and things like that?" And so, you know, I I'm bringing this up because I I feel like I'm not alone in that. I feel like a lot of people they want to make changes, they want to move through something in their life, but they're just afraid to do that, and I just want people to know they're not alone and there's support out there for them to do that and to, it gets, um, it it can get
0: worse before it gets better. Yeah, I agree. Oh man. That whole thing of like, again, the common denominator, like Mm -hmm. look in the mirror. It is hard. It is hard. And you you have to have that well not have to but again I feel it is important to have that community of people that are going to be there to lift you up because I've had moments where I've gone down a rabbit hole where I was like oh my gosh and then it goes back into victim mindset where you start blaming and blaming yourself to the extreme point of isolation hermit you're not reaching out you're like oh my gosh like I did x y and z again it's like for me I was i was doing the blaming others and also blaming myself at the same time Mm -hmm. but now it's like oh now i'm blaming just me but it's like don't go so far in that like take ownership take radical responsibility personal inventory see where it was see the lesson and the pattern and the story and then take radical forgiveness and let that part go. So it's like, again, it's like this yin and yang. Like you're letting go of other things that you have no control of, like people, places, or things. But letting go of the version that you played. So you're not continuing to move forward and playing it. Um, it has been, it's a practice, you guys. It's That's why you have your accountability Uh, partners or your sponsors and they they're not here to make you feel bad they're here to just help you center and come from a better understanding of like no your feelings are valid but like let's take it further like what's the story that's going on and it is uncomfortable you know where I reach out to my accountability friends and stuff and we take it down deeper and I'm like I don't want to do this anymore but it's helping you see that story that you still need to work on and again it's okay that it's still something that's there especially if it's a trigger or if it's a trauma um it may just need to again be held space in that area whether that's maybe you realize that maybe it's time to go to therapy or Mm -hmm. maybe it's time to do something healthier yoga or eating differently or taking that mental walk Mm -hmm. absolutely Mm -hmm. and a lot of the
1: things you start to when we take personal accountability it's important to know like a lot of the things that we're experiencing are not our fault Mm -hmm. it's part of being human and there's a lot of systems and and forces at play that are set up to keep us down Mm -hmm. and it's they're set up to keep us in fear and keep us dis in a belief system where we think we are separate from each other and you know, there it. there's things that are beyond what we see and hear that are at play. And so when we are able to understand that, we can have a little bit of grace for ourselves and not beat ourselves up. One of the things my sponsor recently told me is don't be so hard on yourself because I was taking so much accountability for everything. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that it it wasn't realistic, yeah. it wasn't realistic, it wasn't real like it wasn't sustainable, you know, and it and so it's helpful again, like to just be become the wise watcher be be aware, and then make conscious action from that place to like where where is it that you want to go? I have a really beautiful prayer I use, and it's it the prayer is asking my higher power based off of my past experiences current circumstances and future goals and desires what is the right thing for me to do right now and that prayer has been very helpful in helping me move on quickly with things that I'm beating
0: myself up about mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah Ooh, exactly what oh my goodness it yeah like the the world that we live in you guys like I remember when I started doing my recovery for my alcohol, my binge drinking, and I, for a while, could not go to the grocery store. Mm -hmm. I just couldn't. Um, I was like, nope, because I had that pattern of going down the alcohol aisle. But then when I finally took the courage to go and seeing, like, how... It wasn't just the alcohol aisle. It's everywhere. Like, our addictions are everywhere. I was, like, trying to get chicken, and I'm like, why is there a fireball on top of, like, the chicken freezer, you know? I'm like, hi. Um, Or when you're checking out, and it's there. And I'm like, that's interesting. Even, like, magazines. Like, Mm -hmm. I look at the magazines. I'm like, look at the drama. Like, what kind Mm -hmm. of matrix am I in, (laughs) you know? Like, it's insane. Or... You know, again, it's just being aware of, like, what I'm surrounding myself with. Movies, places, whatever. Like, I'm now in this space of my life where certain movies and TV shows I'm so sensitive to. And I'm like, I don't want to watch that. Like Yeah. And... Before I would real I I found myself watching things over and over and over and over again, the same things over. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, because it's like I had control of the outcome of the movie (laughs) or the show. And even people were like, You're watching that again? I'm like, Yeah, because it's comforting. Like I know the words, I know like what they're (laughs) gonna say and it brings me joy, but then I'm like, Oh, this is getting really annoying. It's another pattern, another addiction, Mm -hmm. you know? And like what you said, like how you found yourself being accountable for everything that's again it's like oh my gosh it's a pattern that i'm creating in something else it's like uh, it's a control mechanism yes and i was on my instagram and you know those that follow me like i've been on the journey of healing and healing and healing and it's like why am i still healing and you guys healing is forever like You can agree or disagree and i've heard people like oh i'm done healing i'm like uh no like i feel that you're gonna heal because you're gonna meet new things and experience new things and there's gonna be something that probably triggers or hurts your feelings or what have you but again it's like you have to be careful about what you say because it's gonna come back to you like you're gonna receive it and I was just like, okay, I'm going to start changing the way I th- say things. Like, I, then I said expansion, and I was expanding at a rapid pace. <laughs> I was like, holy cow, it's like we're in warp speed here. And so I was like, okay, transformation? Like, I'm really, like, trying to change the words, but also just being graceful and giving myself time because I, I, my old self with loss before, you know, again, going through my whole experience with my mom, I would just tell myself I just want to get get through it just get over it. that's also not a healthy thing because um, when you're just getting through it you're not feeling it you're just jumping and then creating some sort of i don't know for me I was creating dysfunction and I'm like no that's not that's not that's not it but we have our own time we have divine timing right um and so from just my experience with grief and my identities and all that stuff it's like I subconsciously find myself comparing and almost like I compare myself to myself at times where I'm like well what would old self do my like, old self says no like or new self says no to old self like let's stop mm-hmm. doing that or thinking that a friend has it together when they don't <laughs> <laughs> and that's another thing you guys is like social media is so fake and i'm saying this because like it's a highlight reel you know and that's why for forever i was being so vulnerable because i want people to understand that you are me and i am you and we are one and this whole like i have it together is complete crap like we all don't and even the most prettiest model or whatever or richest person like i'm sure elon musk has his days you know what i mean like he's having quite a few interesting days right now (laughs) (laughs) right like this twitter dilemma yeah like you can't sit here and tell me that they don't they do like we're human we are the same like human flesh form that we are with the brain and mechanisms and all that stuff we just have different stories and traumas but we all don't have it together we don't know what we're doing we have no manual we're just experiencing all of this and that is why trisha and i are doing this podcast so that we can have that connections through a different platform and normalizing the com the normalizing
1: real stuff real life stuff because i've recently have woken to the um toxic positivity yeah you know you go like even i'm drinking a coffee from a coffee place over here by our office and you go in there it's good vibes only Mm. you know and like that it it comes with good intention like the intention is good and it's positive but that's not the reality is like we cannot be good vibes only all the time
0: no
1: that's not how god that's not how the creator made us He made us with emotions he made us with feelings and there you know there's there's a realm of different emotions and different feelings that you can go you know thousands of them out there but um it it's not we can't without sadness we wouldn't know what happiness is you know without anger we wouldn't know what joy is so we it's a duality it's a polarity planet we're always going to be you know the yin the yang the dark and the light Mm -hmm. it's the whole experience that makes this life so precious yeah yeah
0: you do have to have one for the other Mm because could you imagine just being happy all the time like how would we know if we were happy right that would (laughs) be like what like you're just thinking about it i'm like we'd just be like in smurfville all the time or something i don't know like yeah it's not real life no and then how do you appreciate you know? Yeah. So yeah, you guys, so that's what we're just wanting to share. Basically is just like, give yourself grace and compassion and just be, you know, nicer to yourself. Cause when you're nicer to yourself, you're nicer to everyone around you and practice that self forgiveness. Because when you self forgive, you forgive others. Yeah. And that's the burden that you shouldn't be carrying anymore. You should be experiencing heaven on earth because it is here and I have moments of feeling that and I don't know how to describe it to anybody but it is like that true like oh I don't know it's like hits you in the chest and you're like oh like where is that and then Mm -hmm. you find yourself crying and my crying and my sad crying (laughs) and my happy crying they all look the same like boogers Mm -hmm. and everything you know it's so cute but like it's a happy I don't know it's just amazing it's magical and that's that's where we should all come from a place or try our best too, because it's again i'm not always there but i hope our podcasts will relate to you or resonate or you pick one thing out and then you deliver that into the world right um i wish i had the
1: the image in front of me because i was following a page the other day i was one of the psych psychologist people that i follow and they're talking about what not to say to people who are grieving mm-hmm. and like One of the things you can do is just let people know that you see them and you're here for them. And if they need anything, that you're there to support them. And pretty much don't say any of the other things that people say like, oh, you know, what I forgot what some of the things on this image were, but it was like, at least don't start your sentences with at least this at least Ugh. you have your other family yeah. or at least you have these other kids
0: or it could be worse
1: yeah oh it could be worse right it's so terrible. there's some things you don't want to say to people when they're grieving I'll try and find the image and I can share it on on my social media for you all but just be mindful a lot of people are experiencing it right now a lot of people are going through things that you don't will never understand and they're just showing up and they're putting on that happy face but there's underlying things so We always lead with kindness we always lead with compassion and grace and if you're looking for um, support definitely reach out we don't have all the answers but we do have tools we can direct you towards and um
0: what else did i want to ask carol how can people reach you you can reach me on instagram on carol carol i will spell it um the first carol is c-a-r-r-o-l-l c-a-r-o-l so it's one word um so yeah you can find me on instagram i am on facebook so carol beckner on there um and then yeah i mean in the show notes we'll put our email addresses in instagram handle and what about you miss trisha um you can
1: catch me on instagram at a heart grounded all one word and then on facebook at trisha t-r-i-c-i-a mckenna m-c-k-e-n-n-a and then also um, if you you can direct to, to my website which is www.heartgrounded.com. Um, but we are grateful for your listening. We hope you come back. We'll probably record another episode in a week or two. Um, and just thank you for supporting us. Please like, share this to your own platform and support the movement by just giving us a good good review if you got anything out of this episode. Thank you so much. We love you. Bye. <laughs>